0: Steven Adams is a monster, man. He's a a monster like somebody from Game of Thrones or something.
1: Like, we call him uh, Gandalf because, like, he's never early or
2: late. He's always (laughs) at the right time.
0: My job is to never stop, regardless of percentages. I don't really give a damn about percentages, honestly. All I care about is wins. If y'all didn't quite get it, let me say it again,
1: I'm here to stay. Hello and welcome to The Uncontested, a podcast where we cover the NBA, OKC, Thunder, and pop culture. You can find our episodes on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, and at our website, theuncontestedsports.com. Today we are recording live at Elgin Park here in Tulsa, Oklahoma, following the Thunder's preseason game against the Hawks at the BOK Center. Beatdown. I'm the Thunder Mob, Jacob Niffin, and today I'm joined by Kami Armarabian. Mm, That's me. That was weird. And I'm joined (laughs) by Taylor Peterson. What's up, what's up, what's up? We are going to break down the Thunder preseason game that happened today. Uh, We are going to have our official NBA season preview today. And then next week we're going to go in-depth with the Thunder season preview. We are like... Like nine pre- days like away, yeah. nine days. We're, we're like
3: previewing f- the preview. Of I know it's
1: it's almost here, guys. It's we're your we're favorite
3: Jeremy part Grant movie. away. From it from, is
2: uh,
1: almost
2: here. I'm excited. Season.
3: We're going to preview. It's my favorite part of it. We're movie. also
2: going to talk about today how Mike Stoops should be fired.
3: Maybe uh, I went on a rant last night. Yeah, <laughs> you, you know, know
1: I, 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 if you want to listen to that, go listen to Call Me you know, podcast. You podcast. My favorite part
3: about the movies, like the other day, I want to go like when I went to go see that other movie. What what the Black Klansman, right? Yeah. I just watched the previews.
1: It's my favorite part and walked
3: out.
2: <laughs> <laughs> True.
1: <laughs> All right, well, let's jump into the preseason games, including today's
2: game, of victory over the Atlanta Hawks. Taylor, I'm going to toss it over to you, bud. It was a beatdown. <laughs> uh, they started off kind of slow. Um, there was a tweet. Actually, we're at Elgin Park right now recording live. Saw a tweet last night that the Thunder themselves, there's a group of them here watching the McGregor, or yeah, McGregor and uh, Khabib, is that how you say it? Yeah, yeah. uh, yeah. Their fight last night, which was an absolute, that's like another podcast, it was a mess. It was a rumble. To say the least. But long story short, they were here last night and I tweeted out that maybe they spent a little too much time, uh, you know, were out a little too uh, late last night watching the fight. (laughs) Because they got off to a very slow start. However, they were like, it was a tell of two halves because they came out in the second half and just absolutely buried the Hawks. And it was a lot of fun to watch. So we we started up in the upper deck um, for the first half. And then us three, me, Kamiar, and Jacob, moved down to the lower bowl for the second half and got to see the absolute beatdown that they put on the Hawks. That was really fun. Um, You guys have any thoughts? I know we talked during the game, we talked a lot about like Hamadu Diallo had a really good game today, um, showed a lot of promise and a, a lot of promising things. We also talked a lot about Schroeder and his quickness and uh, his ability to contribute. Um, So do you guys have anything you want to touch on from the game today?
3: I think what was really interesting was the first sub on the floor was TLC. True. And then right after TLC was Hamadou Diallo, as far as the wings are concerned. It was not Alex Sabrinas. He was the third guy off the floor. Uh, when, you, when you talk about two guards, when you talk about wings, I thought it was really interesting. And um, it's really, you know, you're just going to see Billy Donovan talking about throwing out these lineups. And I was talking to Jake about this the other day. And if you look at Billy Donovan, you look at his tendencies, his tendency is to throw out dudes that, like, play defense and guys that are going to try really hard and guys that are going to hustle and... You mentioned
2: this in the second half today to me, and I thought it was a really good point.
3: And, and if, you, if you look at it, he is the guy, uh, Hamdiolo. he's the guy that's going to hustle. He's a guy that has explosive athleticism. He's a guy that has actually pretty good handles for coming out, of the, coming out in his first year. And I think he surprised a lot of people with his handles and what he's able to do. And what I think is interesting is that, and I talked to both of you all about this, that right now... Diallo is way ahead of the curve as far as where Ferg started out last year. Yep. He has much smoother handles. His defense is so... His defense even right now is so much more fluid than Ferguson. Ferguson looks like he's still really, really stiff in the legs. And you can tell he's trying like really, really hard. But with Diallo... He's trying also really hard, but it comes it, more natural. It, it it almost looks effortless
2: at times, and then other times his athleticism just takes over. Kind of like his jumping. He just he just call hangs in the air. Even yeah, I was gonna say Camier mentioned too. It's it's like you just like have a string attached to him when he jumps because he just stays there. He just levitates. It's
3: incredible. If we have people listening to this podcast on and you've ever seen Chappelle show, think about the episode of when. Charlie Murphy and his crew that goes and battles Prince at his house after he offers him some grapes and pancakes. And when Prince dunks the ball and he takes one hand off the rim and the other hand and then he just floats in the air, that's Hamadou Diallo. It's really, really impressive. And then there there is other things to get to, but Diallo is what really stuck out to me today, and just his performance. Nerland's can't finish that well still, so we're still waiting on that. Jacob? Yeah, so thoughts?
1: I just think it's good that they have. Oh my goodness! Uh, sorry, we're watching the Vikings game right now, and I am a lifelong Vikings fan. <laughs> a
3: lifelong Vikings fan for and three weeks now. I'm
1: afraid they didn't get this onside kick.
2: Oh boy, we got a minute left. Okay, the fourth.
1: So, anyways, I think it's just a good sign that they have um, they have wing depth. You know, we're sitting here talking about like who's gonna get the wing minutes, uh, who's gonna who's gonna play, who's gonna play whenever whenever Dre finally comes back, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But it's it's to the point now where, like, it's, it's not a huge issue because they have guys that can actually play. Like, in today's preseason game up here in Tulsa, I thought that Alex Abrinas played played very well. He, I thought defensively he played well. He got a few deflections. Um, he forced Trey Young out of bounds. Um, and then I thought Abrinas put the ball on the floor offensively and got to the rack a few times. His stroke looks good. And Drew like, some
2: fouls and even dished out a couple times. Yeah, I,
1: I, I, th- I do think that Hamadou has looked really well. I think his athleticism is really good. I think his um, his uh, rebounding, his ability to get to the rim, but he doesn't have the gravity that Abrinas has. Like we saw today either Abrinas was getting a wide-open three or he was drawing a defender all the way out to him, which was opening up lanes for other people. And so I was really impressed with Abrinas today. I know he's been a little bit limited this, this preseason due to the back spasms, but I think there's a chance that Abrinas is, um, is going to get some, some legit minutes this year and going to be an integral part of this piece, uh, an integral piece to this team. I, I really like what he's doing, and, um, you know, t- to me – from what we've seen in preseason so far, especially today in Tulsa, it seems like Ferguson, Diallo, and Abrinas are going to soak up those wing minutes before TLC is going to. Uh, I agree. It's just it's kind of interesting how it's kind of, how it's kind of all come about, you know? So
2: Yeah, and I think the thing that stinks the most when it comes to wings— is all the injuries, right? Because we weren't getting a solid look with, of these guys. Like, for example, today, Ferguson got a con- or apparently a concussion that Thunder came out and, and mentioned. Yeah, concussion-like symptoms. Came out real early. It was like four real minutes early. in. I mean, we were looking at him. It looked like he got poked in the eye or something even. We, we weren't sure what was going on. Um, so we didn't really get a good look at Ferguson again today. And then, um, you know, Bringus has been out with his back spasms. That caused him probably not to get the full miss that he would have gotten today as well. So we got a long look at Diallo, who looked great but we aren't, still haven't gotten it. Well, that's the other thing, too, is TLC didn't play at all this past preseason, preseason game. Today he didn't play a whole, a whole lot to make up for that. You know, I thought maybe it would be his turn today, him and Burden. Maybe they get a little more burn. Um, but it, it was really just kind of the Diallo show. Um, yeah. So I think, I think you're exactly right when it comes to TLC. I, he might be buried a little further down the rotation list.
1: Yep, and so I also think that Homie uses his athleticism – Really, really well in the basketball court. I tweeted this earlier, but it's like some of the other Thunder players in the past, like PG3, uh, maybe like Jeremy Lamb a little bit, maybe um, a little bit of Josh Hustis. They're really good athletes, but they couldn't figure out how to translate raw athleticism uh, to impacting basketball. Hamadou Diallo does that. Already, he does that. Kind of like
2: Jeremy Grant. Yeah, you know, he
1: he just uses that freak athleticism, that that long wingspan, that crazy jumping ability. Like, he is a monster on the glass as a
2: guard. Speaking of freak athletic ability, I mean, everything you're mentioning right now, and obviously, I'm not making a comparison here, so don't freak out followers and listeners, but Russell Westbrook, right? I mean, these are things that we say about him, and so I thought it was really cool when there's a couple different times, um, particularly in the first half where I saw Russ walking up to Diallo when he was getting that you know those basically those starter minutes because Ferg was out um he was draping his, his arm around him and he was giving him some advice and what what a not a better athlete or a player for Diallo to learn from than Russell Westbrook who shares that athleticism with him you know um so that's really cool and that was exciting to see um but Russ was out there it was almost like a coach today you know he even led a huddle one time that I remember Jacob pointing out to us so um but I'm with you on Diallo I agree he's his athleticism is, athleticism is incredible, and it translates really well to the basketball. You floor. heard it here yeah. first,
3: folks. Hamidou Diallo, Russell Westbrook. It's going to be the next. I do Russ. think I
1: do think Hammy is going to get going to get rotation minutes. Uh, I agree. Probably spotty throughout the season, I but, think but I think he'll
3: get more than Abrinas.
0: I think that's hot, hot, hot take sounder.
1: I think that's a hot take. You ready for it? Hold on,
3: hold on, oh hold on. out. Jeez, he's going to. He smiles every time. Ah! <laughs> I hate you.
0: I'm sweating. <laughs> you tell me that mother.
3: Your life, motherfucker. Hey, Billy Donovan values defense more over anything over than offensive ability. That that would explain why Terrence Ferguson is playing over Alex Sabrinas. Terrence Ferguson, is he even on the same planet as Alex Sabrinas offensively? No. But does he start with Alex Sabrinas because he tries hard and plays good defense? Well, yeah. <laughs> so then, like, if you got Terrence Ferguson wearing an eye patch because he got poked in the eye or got a concussion or something today, you're probably going to plug in. And you, and you saw Diallo a lot more today than you saw Abrinas. Now, it's preseason, and they're just working out their young guys. But I'm just saying, so Diallo is more fluid. He's more muscular. He's more – his handles are much better. He does not hesitate to shoot any sort of jumper. And he shoots decent free throws, and he
1: attacks on defense, but he doesn't foul. So here is um, here's the breakdown. Hamadou Diallo played nearly 25 minutes today. Abrinas played nearly 19. Abrinas had 10 points. Hami had 13. Abrinas had two assists. Hami had zero uh, rebounds. Abrinas, two. Hamadou Diallo, five. Uh, Four four of Diallo's rebounds were offensive rebounds. Um, Diallo shot 50% from the field. Abrinas shot 33%. Um, Every shot Abrinas took was from three, though. Whereas How um, many free
3: throws did Diallo take? What, four?
1: Ooh, I think it said five of six, but I accidentally just clicked off of it. Give me two seconds.
3: Well, I think if, it, if it's four or five of six, like the, so the, again, he's not afraid to be aggressive in
1: the paint. Diallo shot I, five of six from the free throw line. Abrina shot four of five from the free throw line. And
3: Diallo um, is much bigger than I thought he would be. I mean, I, he, was, I he I does. Just, he looks like an yeah. NBA athlete. I envision him being like
2: six foot one, but he's like six foot five. Whereas we talked about Deontay Burton today. Uh, this is our first time to all see him. Well, oh, I guess Jake about to see him in person one other uh, preseason game. But he, he's much, I mean, obviously he's very big and thick and muscular, but he's not quite as tall as we thought. Um, he, he might only be, you know, 6'1", 6'2", uh, compared to like 6'3", mm-hmm. 6'4", like we were hoping. Mm-hmm. So that was somebody else, you know, on the opposite end of that spectrum that we didn't think was quite as big. But I'm with you on Diallo. He, d- he did. He looks like an NBA athlete out there, you know. He is
3: far more than just like this physical... Athletic freak that Oklahoma City was going to make a project, and it looks like he might be able to contribute early.
2: I'm with you. Shooter,
1: shooter so, had a really good game again. So as that's well. yeah, that's
2: a couple of points I was twenty going to bring points, up. six rebounds, seven assists in the Hawks beat rider. Breaking news: I just uh, drafted Anthony Davis with the first pick of my NBA. Fantasy basketball hey. draft. In, oh, you! What pick did you get? With the, I got the fourth pick. Okay, let's see. So who? My went, who first went, pick. Who sorry. Went,
1: who went? Who went uh, Russ,
2: Harden, LeBron. It was a Greek freak, Nick. Nick Crane. He uh, he's down Dallas. Can't make it up for this podcast. He drafted the Greek freak with the first pick. Wow. Russ, tell Russ tell Russ him was Nick second. he's a dumbass. <laughs> yeah. I don't have a dumbass sounder. <laughs> Hold on. Oh! Whoa! 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 whoa. Why are you taking
1: the Greek freak first and not Russell Westbrook?
2: Or hard and holy. Do you I, not do you forget, not want yeah. to win your league? I forget uh Puckett's first name, but he got Russ with the second pick, and I think that's solid. I took Russ in the first pick in the same league last year, and it was yep. the best decision. You can't I ever go made. wrong with that. <laughs> Triple doubles. So anyways, we uh we talked about this game today. So I had a couple preseason thoughts as a whole so far. We have one more game on Tuesday against the Milwaukee Bucks, speaking of the Greek freak. And we already kind of Touch on a couple of these points, but there's a couple others we have not yet. So I want you guys to take on some of these. The first of these being Patrick Patterson. He's getting the starting role. We're pretty sure he's going to be the starter at the power forward position for the Thunder oh, yeah. opening night. Um, but his play looks much better as well, obviously, as his new physique. He brought yeah. that diet. Uh, Brett Dawson had an awesome article on The Athletic. The no fun diet. Yeah. yeah, the no fun diet. So if you guys get the chance to check that out, if you guys are subscribers, definitely go read it. Um, it was really interesting. Basically he went on like a what I think of as like a bodybuilder diet. Yeah. Rice, protein, you know, carbs, protein, um, not much fat. <laughs> yeah. And he, he has got rid of a, all the bad stuff. All he the threw away
1: all of his cereal. All the
3: sugar
2: and all the wheat.
1: I don't know why he didn't call me. I would have taken the cereal. Cinnamon
3: toast crunch.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh
2: my the god. The best of all cereals. Oh so good. Pump so. the brakes there, buddy. What, what I do think you think we say? all agree he's gonna start, right?
3: Reese's puffs is the best cereal. Oh. we're gonna fight right now. Bring I it really on, bitch! Him
2: toast
3: <laughs> <much>. <laughs> <laughs> Patrick Patterson, definitely. That dude's definitely gonna start. He's been out. He's been with the starting lineup. Even with the scrimmage, he's been out with the number. He's been out with the ones. His defense has right. looked really good. His, his, that's his the one thing defense. that's really made me happy. His help defense looked really good. He knows where to be. Uh, on the court, he's you know he knows what his role is, and it, he's really Dude. switchy. And is, his is, new physique is just really helping him out out is, there on the court. He looks faster. He looks is, quicker. Is he's he able the, to keep
2: up with this new increased pace? Is he a, about
1: the the polar opposite of what Carmelo was last year coming in?
2: He's literally what we hoped Carmelo
1: I mean, like. I'm, he does everything. It's too early to say this, but he does. So far, he's doing everything right. that like you needed Carmelo to, to do. To do exactly be in shape. Hit three pointers, play defense, hit three pointers, and run be a floor.
3: ball mover.
2: Yep, and, the and, thing and is, be a ball mover. That's a good point. Yeah. The thing
3: is, like even even if he doesn't hit three pointers, and he he did hit three pointers from the corner at a higher clip than Melo. Melo didn't hit three pointers from the corner because he hates taking from the corners for some odd reason. But even if he doesn't take the three pointers, you know what you're getting on on the opposite end of the court. You know that Patrick Patterson is going to play defense. You know he's going to switch, and he's not going to get you know blown by every play. Now, will he get beaten occasionally? Yeah, he's going to get beaten on on defense, but he's not going to get beaten the entire time.
2: Very true.
1: Yeah, and there was a few plays today where they ran a pick-and-pop with Patrick Patterson, where either PG or Schroeder would come off his screen and then throw that like bounce pass behind the back uh, to Patterson at the three. Like His ability to space... I think is, is incredibly important. Oh, the Rams just won that game. His ability to, to space is incredibly important. Um, and I think maybe the, the most underrated thing with, with Patterson is the fact that he's a ball mover. You know, the, the ball never sticks in his
2: hands. Um, he catches it and he shoots or he passes. And see, we keep talking about increased pace, and when, obviously when I think of increased pace, the first thing I think of is transition, right? Yeah, getting the ball to the court. push the ball down the floor, yeah. but it's more than that. It's increased more speed. than that. It's you can play
1: faster in the half court, too. Exactly, and, yeah, and Patrick and he, Patterson helps that with exact, his passing. Yeah, That's what I was 100%. Yep. 100%. So, yeah, I think we're all kind of in agreement that, that Patterson looks good, he's playing good, he's shooting the ball good, and he's going to be the starter for this team, I think 100%. I'm with you.
2: So the next point I have is somebody we talked a little bit about to begin this podcast, and you just mentioned him, Jacob, Dennis Schroeder. Uh, what I have here is his chemistry with Adams that looks so great, but we just kind of talked about a lot today while we were sitting and watching the game. Um, his passing ability is much better than we expected. His defense is much better than we expected, particularly I mean, how he picks guys up full court. That's really cool to see, and he's so quick. Um, his quickness is just something that, you know, you really have to see in person, I think to really appreciate. Yeah. So what are your guys' thoughts on Dennis himself? And then also his, uh, his new chemistry with Adams that he's picked up really quickly.
1: Uh, I think it's really, really encouraging. I didn't know Dennis was as good of a passer as he's proven to be. Um, some of those pocket passes he throws in that pick and roll, uh, either he's, he's throwing pocket passes to the roll man, or he's coming off that screen and then kicking out someone on the three point line. His passing has been really good. And, I don't think people realize that Dennis is a small dude like he yeah. is he is not very big um, and so traditionally small guys like can't like physically dominate people defensively, but he's just so quick and so like pestering he can slide his feet really fast and so like Taylor and I were actually talking about it at the at the preseason game today he was picking up trey young uh full full court and and guarding him and you know he's not getting steals or anything but what he was doing is by the time Trey Young gets up into the half court and gets the the, the offense set Atlanta's already ran eight Four, seconds there was Jake yeah.
2: looked up and looked at me he goes Taylor look there's 14 seconds left on the shot clock."
1: yeah 14 seconds on the shot clock when they're initiating their offense you know and that, that's what that's big that's what him picking up guards full court does he's not trying to force steals although that would be nice you know it's you're, you're giving that offense less time to get set up and get moving in the half court, which then increases your chance of getting a defensive stop. So um, I think he's been really good, though, uh, and we're watching him play against starters right now. He, he's definitely going to close for this team, but he's also going to get a lot of time against backups, and I think, he I think he's going to shred I backups. Dude, I, I honestly Tomier think mentioned that today. He's, got, he's got a good chance at sixth man. Oh yeah. of the year.
3: 100%. And I asked this during the during the game that which do you think was faster between Russ and Dennis Schroeder? And I think we decided that Russ although would probably be much faster because he's a stronger athlete, you would go with Dennis being a more quick and agile sort of athlete yeah. that way he's more he's a little more quick twitch than Russ whereas Russ is he's a rocket and yep. Dennis is like kind of like a water bug skating on, you know. Definitely. Yeah. And he's just so, so, so quick. And so, of course, like, he's been just getting off on all these Stephen Adams screens, and you're probably not going to see that that much because he's not really going to be with Stephen Adams for a the majority lot. of the time, but he will be with Stephen Adams. So
1: let me let me pause you real quick and ask you this. How do you feel about... Stephen Adams being one of the first subs off the court, and then bringing in Nerlens with that starting lineup for a little bit, and then when Russ comes off, you put Schroeder on, and then you put Adams back in, so Schroeder and Adams play a little bit together.
2: I love it.
3: I think it's a good idea, but because Nerlens
2: has shown that he can contribute. I mean, he's done some really cool things today. He had that insane block. Yeah, you know. I think mean, so I think, he I think that's
1: an interesting possibility that maybe they give and Adams a little bit of run with that second unit,
2: and
3: then you you have Russ. Ferguson, PG, then you have uh, Pat, Pat and then you have Noel.
1: Yeah, but you can bring Noel in early.
3: And then, like, so how many – you have, like, at least four guys in that team are pretty decent passers. Yeah. Patterson's a good passer. Noel's a good passer. Russ is a passer. PG can pass the ball.
1: And then if you bring Steve in with one of those all-bench lineups – what second unit in the league is going to stop a Dennis Schroeder-Steven Adams pick-and-roll?
2: Absolutely no. There, is,
1: there are few starting bigs in the league that can hold Steven Adams. There's no reserve bigs in the league that can hold Steven Adams. None.
2: And that's, the th- I mean, Dennis Schroeder himself seems to be a, I mean, particularly watching him against these starters in preseason. Obviously, it's preseason, and they aren't trying quite as hard. But it seems to, he, I mean, he's really like a starting caliber point guard, right? So you put him and Steven in that second unit. I mean, that's, uh, that's going to be a problem for a lot of teams. Very excited for Dennis Schroeder. He said he likes Steven Adams. He already have a lot of chemistry built up. want to see some more lobs. Lob City and OK City. Yes. So we talked a little bit about Big Ham. Uh, I don't want to go too much more into that, but where do you guys see him in the rotation as it stands right now? Quick question. Uh, let's start with... Come here. No oh God. <laughs> I think he's like... <laughs> Uh, with Dre being out, do we think he's like second sub when it comes to the wing, third sub? Probably. He, honestly, he's
3: been getting a lot of burn because Billy wants him to get a lot of burn just to and see, has see been what hurt. looks like. But, yeah, but he'll probably be third sub just because of that. I I'm mean, with I, I think in reality it'll be a Brenus, but <laughs> it'll be a But just because it's preseason, Diallo is going to get.
1: Not that he's getting a lot of minutes. But that makes sense, though. You know, get him, get him some burn now. Get him comfortable. And I, I fully expect him to play during the regular season. I don't know if it'll be super consistent, but I definitely do expect him to play.
2: That's where I'm at now. I think he's definitely at least going to get some, uh, some regular season time. So the last couple points I have here, we mentioned Adams. I mean, I, he, he looks almost in mid-season form. Dude, he's, really he's killing so people good. right now. PG. Also, I mean, with that, uh, he even looks maybe a little better, dare I say, after that surgery. He,
1: yeah, P struggled a bit today just to find uh, he much chemistry. Um he but could, that he second could, he half, looks yeah, he couldn't get in rhythm. Much um, but Paul George today, 22 points, a rebound, and s- no, an assist and six rebounds,
2: sorry. Um, he finally kind of go, got it going there in that second half. Yeah, um, yeah, he shot thirty-seven percent from going. three. Nine he just 10 seems from much more fluid, line. much more smooth to me. I think that those, the big both thing those surgeries were. Yeah, the big thing nice from, from
1: today him. was a lot of people shot a lot of free throws because the refs called a crazy amount of fouls. They, so there, there was, was a ridiculous. lot of free throws shot.
2: And that right there, I mean, that we keep talking about the Thunder wanting to play with an increased pace of play. I mean that that hurts it right there preseason preseason
1: game and the Thunder shot 36 free throws today that's that's a lot that's crazy yeah crazy so yeah Adams Adams is good to go I wouldn't be surprised if he does not play on Tuesday just to kind of give him a break and get him ready for the regular season
2: I'm with you so uh, next I have you know we talked about the increased piece of play Uh, I think it's and we talked a little bit about how it's not just pushing the ball down the floor, but it's also in the half court offense, um, even on the defensive end, putting that pressure on. And I think it's going to be really big for the Thunder this season. Um, I mean, when they really turned it up in the second half of this preseason game, uh, they looked, I mean, they got up by 30. Yeah. In a matter of a, you know, the time you can snap your finger. Yep. So uh, it, it's evident, obviously. We, we heard a lot about this offseason. Um, so that's something I wanted to bring up. I think we touched on that a good amount. Final thought I have can't wait to get Russell Westbrook back should be evaluated uh, sometime this week according I, to the report when he first got in or had that procedure.
1: Yeah. and I know that Eric Horn said that Russ has started to ramp up his workouts and get a lot more physical with them. That's exciting. Um, I, 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 well, I'm going to say it's maybe a, a pretty safe bet that he plays in Oracle.
3: I think that the four-week timetable thing was just – I think four weeks is being just very cautious. Being I think, very conservative I think, with it. Yeah, I think if yeah. it was the playoffs – and the game was you know what on Wednesday I think he might even suit up then yeah because what that would be about a week out yeah so i think 4 weeks is very cautious uh, and i
2: realistically it's just going to i think 4 weeks week,
1: is, i think 4 weeks will be this coming saturday yeah so, so no worries yep agreed i'm with you
2: so the uh, last thing Thunder related, I wanted to bring up to you guys. Obviously, there's a big thing that happened this past week since the last time we podcasted, and that is Dre's injury. He had another surgery this past season or oh, this, no. sorry, this past week. Um, Thunder spokesperson spoke, spoke announced this week that Dre had to have another procedure on his knee. This time to remove a suture causing irritation, basically a stitch. Um, he is supposed to be reevaluated. He is supposed to be reevaluated two months from now, which will put him around like December fourth to see what his progress is. Now, that doesn't mean he'll play then. That means, best-case scenario, he'll probably play around late December if all goes well. could even yeah, be later look, than that. Looking like Christmas time. Looking right around Christmas. But there is some good news. Um, per Brady Trantham, um, a franchise uh, okay. I saw him tweet out yesterday, as of December 4th, he looked up the schedule. The have played 22 games by then, but only eight of those are against last year's playoff teams. I bet I bet a couple of them are Lakers, but here here's an issue That's where a I, good point. here's That's an fair. issue
3: where I have about the whole Andre Robertson injury, uh, injury is that you have several national opponents coming out and saying like oh man when Dre went out OKC's defense it slid from like fifth to tenth or slid from third to barely out of the top ten while totally ignoring that the corpse of Carmelo Anthony was trying to or sometimes trying to defend other fours. So they're, they'll say, oh, man, OKC's defense is, you know, that's a big shot. That's a big loss for them. And it's not—it's no doubt that, you know, Andre Robertson offers you a lot of benefits on the offensive and defensive end. But don't ignore the fact that Carmelo Anthony completely wrecked the team's defensive efficiency. He yep. was the one always looking You're for right. help, even though they didn't, he wasn't supposed to be one of the help guys. Um, and he's just he was really, really killing the thunder, and then he would get really pissy about it when they would substitute him for Jeremy Grant. So I think having, I think having Patrick Patterson out there, who's able to make threes, knows his role, is going to play defense. is going to stabilize. It's going to stabilize, right. and OKC is getting in rhythm with how they should be playing. And I think that's what they're doing right now is that they're just getting more and more fluid when they play these preseason games. It's not a matter of feeling each other out this time. It's a matter of consistency that way, they can start actually blowing teams out instead of learning how to, you know, play a game and, you know, not get not get a comeback on them. Like that way, they can just blow teams out and have Ray Felton just play in the second half.
1: Definitely, and I think, I think it was Royce Young that talked about this the other day. I think it's a really really good point that losing a good defender on your team doesn't shouldn't mm-hmm. impact your overall team defense like it did with Andre Robertson last year. Now, losing a good offensive player can change the, change the offensive game for you, but he, he referred to Boston last year losing Marcus Smart for a lot of time, and th- they had a system in place, a defensive system in place, that allowed them to plug somebody else in and still keep their head above water and still play well. And I, I think that that's what the Thunder are trying to build now, You know, it is this system that will... Kind of keep the, the defense intact, even if you don't have an Andre Robertson out there, right? right. Um, they, they say, like, you know, the chain's only as strong as its weakest link. Um, the, the, the thing here, though, is, like, I guess just throw the, the chain analogy out the window, right? It's like more like a shell, right? And um, if you get a crack in the shell, if the rest of the shell is, is solidified, you know, it kind of distributes that crack and that, that impact throughout the rest of the shell. That makes sense. that's kind of a weird analogy. Well, yeah. But no, I get that. So
2: what you guys are saying kind of goes with what I think PG. I have a quote in here from him. Um he had it was a longer quote, but the the part that stood out to me the most is the good thing he said quote, the good thing about here is that we have principles regardless of who is out there, who is on the floor, what personnel, we have principles that we stick to. That's all it's going to take uh, take to is sticking to our principles. Exactly. So that's you know, I Which is good. That's good to see, and I think we'll get by until Dre gets healthy. And then when Dre comes back, it's just almost like, you know, a trade um, around midseason that we, you know, we get a top elite defender back in the league. But I want to ask you guys that. Um, First of all, who do we think is going to start in this place? Um, You know, Billy's different options here. He has all the different wings that we talked about to start this podcast off. Keep throwing, like, Granite three. He can defend that position. We have Nader, who we haven't gotten to see this preseason because he's been hurt. And then we have the obvious Russ, Schroeder, and PG lineup um, in the backcourt. Um, so what do you guys think about that? And then also do you think that Dre will come back 100% healthy?
1: Okay, so who do you guys think will start at the two? Everyone say your answer on three.
2: One, two, three. Ferg. Ferguson. Okay. I think Ferg will. Yeah. I think Amarna should. But Interesting. But I think Ferg will. I think Ferg will and as well. he's not well, healthy, Billy of course, Donovan but.
3: said Ferg earned the right to start at the two. Yeah.
2: Right. Yep. Right. Um, and he apparently, he was, I think... Uh, Eric Horn's headline was a little misleading because it was he was referring sort of, like to pre-season. preseason. Yeah, but I, 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 I think it kind of indication. applies. Right. I think it, right. it, exactly. it
1: applies. Also, um, I think that what what'd you, what'd you just said there, Taylor. I think Russ and Schroeder closed the games. Um, so take that, take that as, a, as yeah. it will. You know. Yep.
3: I do not think Dre gets back to 100 percent healthy this season. Like part of me thinks that. Part of me thinks that it's. He'll he'll play the season, um, but even more part of me thinks that it's quite possible that he doesn't play at all this season and they just pack it up for next
1: season. Wow, I think Ugh. I think he'll play that this season me. and I think he'll get pretty close to uh, pretty close to full strength, if not full strength. Here's my question though: Is what happens if between now and Christmas time, uh, <laughs> Camier currently flipping off the television that has the Texas Longhorns on it? Um, same. Too bad Mike Stoops isn't on there. I could throw something at the television. <laughs> Anyways, um, what happens if between now and December, Ferguson proves to be 85%, 80% of the defender Dre is, but spaces the floor and, uh, and contributes to, uh, more on the offensive end, allowing spacing and, and pace?
2: I think Dial is a better defender than Ferguson, so I don't give a shit. <laughs>
1: yeah. oh, okay, interesting.
2: I, th- I think you roll with it, obviously, and I think you throw in Dre. We need that lockdown uh, defense if he's 100% when it comes to the, his defense. Again, if he can get it back up to that level, yeah. it comes back to season. But I think you roll with that I think uh, it's uh, that, that not, not only
1: post. do I think it's interesting with the, you know, who, who fills the hole, but I think that's what she said. Um, <laughs> I also think it's interesting, like, how, is that, those, how are those players going to perform moving forward, you know? So we will see.
2: So that's all I got on Thunder-related content.
1: Awesome. Well, hey, before we move on to our NBA season preview, I want to give a quick shout-out real quick. We are, as we mentioned at the, at the top of the pod, we are recording live here at Elgin Park. In Tulsa. In Tulsa.
2: America. right, America. T-Town.
1: Uh, right up in Taylor's neck of the woods. Uh, we, we went to the BOK Center today for the, the preseason bock. game. The BOK. The BOK Center. What did it say? Rock the BOK? Hashtag rock the Rock bock. the BOK. Um, and then we swung over here to Elgin Park. Taylor got us set up over here. And uh, it's a really cool place, man. I've never been here before. There are TVs everywhere. I'm w- I am was watching the end of the Vikings game. Pizzas uh, everywhere. Because I'm a lifelong, lifelong Vikings fan. Lifetime. And I was watching the Vikings game on four different TVs. Um
3: and that's I just in like one of the guest room, like it's one of the back rooms. They have massive TVs everywhere. They have like, they have like three games of like you just playing pickup basketball, like the hot shot games. Yeah, like over yep. there, there's other really freaking amazing things in the bathrooms. They have like soccer goals in the urinals. In the urinals and did, you make a, yeah. did you make a goal? Yeah, heck yeah, I did. I made three touchdowns. Cristiano Ronaldo, buddy, and then. They also had Hat a TV. Trick. They also had a TV in the
1: restroom over there. Oh heck, With yeah. the Vikings in the
3: whatever. So it's lots uh, it's of a, TVs. It is They're, a uh, wonderful place down here.
1: Yeah, the, the decor is really cool. They have all these uh, these big like uh, like posters on the wall of different stadium seating. So like right now, I'm looking at like uh, the St. Louis Cardinals seating. Yeah. The Notre Dame seating behind us. We have a huge baseball scoreboard.
3: It's like a legitimate scoreboard, even though baseball sucks. Also,
2: so this is a, you know, we're mainly an OKC Thunder podcast and NBA podcast. I believe on Thunder games, they have like half price, uh, half price, half price pitchers. Um, oh. And maybe pizza too. And my girl. Um So, yeah, and that's the other thing. They brew their, brew their own beer oh, here. Sure. Super cool that you we, can literally see the. We're going to visit brewery. Taylor for some away games. Yeah, yeah. We, uh, And just we, watch some uh, B ball. We ordered
1: some wings, some buffalo, and some barbecue wings. Those barbecue wings were incredible. They, they were
3: pretty really they were good. Solid.
1: Um Kamiar got a, a, a dang old sandwich.
3: and got a Parmesan meatballs sub sandwich. How was it? Yeah, it tasted like meatballs.
1: It was good. Taylor and I got the pizza, uh, the which is a pizza, but it's got a lot of meat on it.
3: They shared it. It was cute.
1: Yeah, we, we fed each other. Um, <laughs> That's real weird. It was, yeah. it was pretty tasty, though. Um, I've good. got some leftovers for lunch, so uh, let's hope it reheats well. But, hey, shout out to Elgin Park for having <laughs> us out. Uh, it's a really cool place. If you are in Tulsa or if you visit Tulsa, this is the place to come, ha- to come out, hang out. Uh, come hang out on a Sunday, watch some NFL. Come hang out on a Saturday, get mad at Mike Stoops uh, during some college football. Not next Saturday, though. We get an off week. Yeah, maybe he might be
2: fired. Maybe he'll lane. be
1: unemployed by then. You're fired. You're fired. Maybe um, come out here during the, the NBA season and check out some football, you know, or not some NBA football. NBA
3: season, check out some football, guys. Check out some basketball. Yeah. Sorry. Go to the. the I'm going to go to the NFL season and check out some NBA basketball.
1: That's a, that's a good plan. All right, so let's move on and talk about the NBA season preview.
0: All around the world.
1: Bring it around, down. Bring it around.
3: All right, so we're going to talk about the NBA season preview as a whole because, hey, there are 29 other teams in the NBA, and but uh, they all suck. Oh, the Warriors, pretty good.
1: No, they're a bunch of. <laughs> but they uh, still so suck. Uh,
3: and then the Rockets are pretty close to getting Jimmy Butler, but they're just kidding. It's not the Rockets anymore; it's the Heat. We're close to getting really Jimmy, Jimmy Butler, and then uh, Tom Thibodeau didn't like him. Tom, Tom Thibodeau, Thibodeau Tom is Thibodeaued it.
1: <laughs> Tom Thibodeau is sabotaging his own team. So.
3: With that said, with all the movement of the players and changes this season, what or which team are you most looking forward to league wide? Ooh. That's a big question, man. It is. I'll go ahead and answer. The Washington Wizards. Wow, that's a. I feel like that's a dark horse candidate for this question. Like I really, really, I'm excited to watch them because I mean you have several pieces that can play pretty well. I mean you've got Bradley Beal at the two, Fat John Wall at the one. Otto Porter, who is really, really, a really nice piece. You got one of the Morris brothers. I like lose track of who is who. I think it's Marcus, right? Marcus Morris is in D.C. Yes, in D.C. Yeah, I Marcus, think so. Keefe and, and is, and Keith, uh, Keith is in Boston. Boston. And then yep. So Marcus Morris over there. And then you got Dwight Howard, which, I mean. is a basket case. He's a basket case. And at, but at the same time, I think Dwight Howard is going to offer you a lot more for what John Walls get at. In comparison to what John Wall and the duo of John Wall and Marching Gortat. Uh, Gortat was going to give you, and then not only do you have it, but you have Kelly Oubre, who is really, really sneaky good. And then didn't Austin Rivers go to Washington as well? Yes. So that's a really like I, that's a team that I don't understand why they've been in the lower half of the Eastern Conference because they have so much talent and they're just not getting anywhere. And I think that's why one of the reasons why Bavada has ranked Scott Brooks as one of the hottest coaches to be fired after the season or maybe during the season. True. But I really, really like that team. I'm really intrigued by them.
1: I think, see, maybe I'm intrigued in that team in a, in a different aspect of John Wall has kind of been a locker room issue. Um, With the fat? Yeah. He got a little chubby. He got chubby. Dwight Howard is notoriously a locker room problem. So, so you've got these guys that are that are – Locker room issues and putting them together. Yeah, but you have
3: to think. But why? Why has Dwight Howard been a locker room? Where has he been? Where he's been a locker room issue? Besides, yes. Like, so you've got LA and you got Kobe, and he doesn't like how Kobe talks to him. So of course he's probably gonna be a locker room issue. That's that's the way he's gonna be painted. Where else did he go? Where he's a locker room issue?
1: There was talk that he had issues in Houston. I mean, he he was an issue leaving Orlando.
3: Oh, I mean, the Orlando—they started to suck. And they should be thanking him anyways because he's one of the reasons why they got to the NBA finals or yeah. like whatever. So. I don't know. It's going
1: gonna, gonna to be interesting. I, I imagine at some point in time we are going to get uh, some sort of report that there's been some sort of altercation, verbal altercation in the in the, locker room. In the Wizards <laughs> locker room. Um,
2: That'll make for some fun entertainment.
1: I don't know. I, th- I think the national narrative as far as the thing that you're looking forward to the most, the biggest storyline is – it's going to be Braun in LA, you know, that's just, it's, it's Bron, such, Bron. such a huge media story.
2: That's one of so my teams. That's on my I, list. I, sure. I think,
1: I think my, the, the, the main thing, team. the thing I'm looking mm-hmm. forward to the most is, um, the, those top teams in the East and seeing how that shakes out, because I think they all really have a, uh, a legit argument for being the number one seed. So it's going to be interesting to see how all that shakes out. That's Who's exactly. Be,
2: that's so. Uh, my two teams were – that or three, I guess, if you include the Lakers. But the two that I'm really excited to watch this season are Kawhi and the Raptors and Boston. Yeah. Oh, having th- Hayward, Kyrie, everybody back healthy, combined with Tatum, the emerging superstar, and obviously Jalen Brown, who's a, uh, a rising star as well. It's going to be really interesting how they all play together. I'm really excited to watch all of them.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think Boston well,
2: – I still have Boston as the number one seed, well, well, even we'll, with a yeah. healthy Kawhi. We'll,
1: we'll get but, to – Conference predictions here in a bit. I'm also yep.
2: intrigued
3: by San Antonio because Lonnie Walker was just lost. DeJounte Murray just got wheelchaired off the
1: floor tonight. Yeah, that's that that's sucks huge so for bad. them. Because uh. those are two their two youngest players on the team.
3: Tony Parker's in Charlotte now, so who are you gonna lean on?
1: Yeah. Patty Mills. Oh God.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So you guys talked about, you know, teams you're interested in and what about a player you think will have the most success with their new team. So like we've got LeBron in Los Angeles, you got Kawhi in Toronto, DeRozan in uh, San Antonio, <laughs> wherever yeah. Butler ends up, it should, he should end up in the heat, but Thibodeau is just being stupid. Melo in Houston, uh, Schroeder, et cetera. Who are the new players? You guys are going to do well with their new teams.
2: That's kind of tough. Yeah, I think if Kawhi's going Kawhi,
1: I I to think yeah. do really well in Toronto. If
2: he's healthy, he'll do it really yeah, well. I yeah, I think
1: that team, when they start clicking, I think defensively that team is going to be a nightmare. Like, you'll have Kyle Lowry. You'll have, like, Danny Green. You'll have Kawhi Leonard. You'll have Serge Ibaka. You'll have Pascal Siakam. Um, you've got C.J. Miles. You've got just, just so many guys that are so versatile. They're gonna be able to switch one through five. They're gonna be a really intriguing defensive team, I think.
2: I agree. Um, I'm thinking Kawhi, if healthy, is gonna be the most successful there, but don't I mean we talked about Schroeder, right? He has a new team this season, the Oklahoma City Thunder. I think he'll be successful. Sixth man of the year.
1: I think you might see DeRozan have his maybe his best season of his career
3: down in San Antonio. Bob. I wouldn't, Bob. That wouldn't
2: surprise me. That's a good one too. DeRozan is going to have to score a lot
3: because, heck, not a lot of players on that team can. you got Marcus Aldridge, who lives in the mid-range. DeRozan lives in the mid-range.
1: You don't have a lot of guys on that team that can create their own shot. They're going to have to DeRozan. rely on a, And this is what Pop is good at is relying on a system. Um, but we've seen a lot of times where the Spurs have a really good regular season and then fade out in the postseason because in the playoffs is when that, when that system gets scouted to death – and you can take away things of that system, and it comes down to who can go get a bucket. And I'm not sure who all on that San Antonio roster can get a bucket besides DeRozan.
2: Rudy Gay is going to do it for you.
1: Gay and DeRozan.
2: And DeRozan. And
1: Aldridge.
3: LaMarcus Aldridge wants to think he can create his own shot, but he's getting old and he kind of sucks. True. Agreed. So none of you guys are going to pick Melo in Houston? Yeah. Mellow in Houston. <laughs> my, my favorite thing of the day was he got a wide open three in the corner and he took a couple dribbles inside the three-point line. And he just shot shit, the two. Shot the two, two and ball. And rimmed out. <laughs> <laughs> and then he like, didn't he do push-ups? or a, but he, he apologized. Yeah, <laughs> he okay. said, yeah, my I bad, apologize. my bad. He's like, I'm sorry. I'm just I'm so used to being a shitty basketball bad habit. player. That, that I don't know what to do with myself. Yeah. And then like. They're all highlights, like oh man, CP three tossing it to Mello at the top of the key, even though he should be in the corner, just like any other stretch four. Where and do he you... whipped it? But then like Harden did the same thing, and yeah, was he was in the right spot it was... so yeah. bad.
1: Where do you think? What do you think Mello thinks? Not where do you think? Where do you think that Mello thinks he falls in the pecking order in Houston?
2: Third. I yeah, I think probably he thinks you guys third. both.
1: I, I think but he probably thinks he's third in the pecking order too. But what where is he actually? Is that asking? Five. I think I think he's sixth. I think Six, he, I yeah. think he's behind Eric Gordon and he's behind Clint Capella.
3: Capella, yep. That would make him yep. five.
1: Oh, sorry. I'm not. I teach history, not math. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. So I would, I'd put him at five. I'd put him at five.
3: Yeah, I would agree that Mello thinks he's three, but you're going to see a lot of lineups with. You probably see a lot of lineups. He's going to use Harden, possessions like he's CP3, third. Three, Gordon. All right. Gordon at the three, maybe, and then you'll have Mel at the four and Capella at the five. Where Melo, even heck, would you be even surprised to see PJ Tucker at the five? No, no, yeah, I think they could run super small. That's a good. If point. If they run PJ Tucker at the five, do you think PJ Tucker actually guards like somebody like Steven
1: Adams? Oh no, they. I think if you run PJ Tucker at the five, you're you're trying to force the other team to go small. To, to accommodate your style of play. Okay, well,
3: okay, so he's not going to do that. and They're going to leave Steven Adams out there because he's mildly athletic for a large he can, man. He can, he can get out there and guard a so bit. So he can guard, get out and guard a bit. So he, Adams is going to whip anybody's ass down there on the block.
1: Yeah. God, I would love to see Steven Adams post up P.J. Tucker. That'd be
2: incredible. None of you guys are going to say LeBron in L.A., huh? I, I, I mean, I know he's going to deny it to his deathbed. But I just don't – I think this is just kind of like a, a coast season for him. And he says, I'll get somebody in free agency next year, and then we'll get going again. Space jam. You know? And I'll, I, I'll get these young rookies tuned up. You know, we'll we'll start to build something. But I don't he's know, not too concerned about winning a championship this season. I don't
1: season. know if, Le- if LeBron can do any better than what he did last playoffs. Right. Like, yeah. what we saw last playoffs and LeBron dragged the, the corpse of that team. Like
3: Yeah, but this team he has right now, like, is better.
1: Yeah, so I, I think this team might be a little – It might be better than the Cleveland team last year, but I don't think that makes LeBron more successful. True. You know?
3: You mean he might get bounced out of the first rounds of the playoffs against the Western Conference.
1: Like if you took the the Cavs team last year with LeBron on it and you put it up against the Lakers team this year with LeBron on it, you're taking this year's Lakers, yeah?
2: Yeah. True.
3: I mean like you gotta think on that last year's Cavs team, who was the third best player? You have you have LeBron James. Kevin Love. Kevin Love. If J.R. Smith is your third best or, player. Yeah, or. Um, you got some issues. George. George Hill. George Hill, yeah. Who was not that great? Rodney Hood was okay. Yeah, so
1: who's his third best player this year? Oh,
3: hell, you got, who's their second best player? It's the Lakers. You can't tell right now. True. What? I, I mean, think Ingram's maybe the second Ingram's best, best player. Best Ingram's about, yeah. the
2: second best player. I think uh, he might, hot take, but he might win most improved playing this season alongside uh, LeBron.
1: That's. Wouldn't surprise me. Yep. And yeah.
3: And because I think, gosh, because there are several candidates for that third best player. Yeah. And it could be Rondo. It could, it could be, it
1: could be Rondo. It could
3: be, could, could be Stephenson. It could be Lonzo. It could be. could be Hart. It could be Josh Hart. It could be Kuzma. You have several oh, different God, guys. Oh, God, I forgot all about Kuzma. So you have several Cause. different guys that you can say that might be the third best player. And they're not exactly options that aren't intriguing. Whereas J.R. Smith, oh my gosh, if that's your thir- if that's your clear third option, that's kind of terrifying. Like J.R. Smith, Kyle Corver. who's who's the other boy they brought in from the other guy they brought in from Los Angeles, Jordan Clarkson, yeah, who yeah. couldn't get playing time. Hey, from have Los you seen Angeles? pictures of Jordan Clarkson? He got tatted up. He Holy got a crap. neck
1: tattoo.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, I bet that hurt. You Dude. play you play with J.R. Smith. One for season two with Smith.
1: Did you see J.R. Smith thing was
2: sipping henny with, with J.R. and got all them tattoos.
1: Uh, Kevin Love's Instagram post where he had a paper on his calf and J.R. Smith was acting like t- he was tattooing the word Supreme down Caleb's calf.
2: That was hilarious. That was funny. That was pretty. That great.
1: was
3: Gosh, hilarious. Stupid. But so storylines entering the NBA season, what is the biggest one to you? To me, it's just something that just happened the other day, which uh, Marcus Smart and J.R. Smith about to fight in the stadium. <laughs> yeah. Then... Out in the streets. Apparently, yeah. they took it. They, they, took, they Twitter beefed after they. Uh, what would you call? What would you call it? Good interview beef. Old Twitter beef. But, but what's it. the biggest storyline entering the season for you? Is it the Celtics having like seven wing players that they can all start that they might have to get rid of one of them?
2: I think it's whoever can beat whoever poses the biggest threat to Golden State Warriors. Yeah, you know, like so who can beat their Gordon own? Hayward to, I, I yeah.
1: think I think maybe the the, the biggest storyline entering the season is the the Jimmy Butler saga. True, you know, very true. Um, and, and how all that gets resolved, um,
3: or will it get resolved? <laughs> God, he's, dude. will he's, it ever? He's gonna be in. He's gonna be in Minnesota by the end of the season. That would a be that would be awful that's a joke.
1: That dude, the Thunder played that team the other night. And they just looked disinterested, and they're playing Derrick Rose at the two. So <laughs> that's true. <laughs>
3: so <laughs> it's bad. Maybe
2: part of the reason it's like effortless, and they still beat them by like thirty. Yeah. <laughs> We're yeah. up by
3: 30 at one point. What are some other storylines? What? Kevin Durant? Oh, God. Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant <coughs> saying
1: he's not going to win any awards because people don't like him?
3: Well, no, there's that? And that he might leave and go to New York. And, what a bitch, dude. <laughs> yeah. Kevin Durant, Golden State versus Sacramento. They played their preseason game in oh, Seattle. And Kevin Durant coming out in a Sean Kemp jersey. Dude, he wants out, acceptance so
1: bad. Yeah, that's what
3: I'm saying. So he they finally found a like, fan base that likes yeah, him again. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, oh, wait. So now you have now one and a half fan bases that like you because Seattle doesn't have a basketball team anymore. Yeah. And so right. like I was like are, are you how hard are you trying to be accepted in the NBA after what you did? And you know what you did is wrong. Like I know Antonio Daniels is going to come and interrogate us on our podcast like well did he make the right move? It's black and white. So yes or no. Like cool. if you're going to interrogate me and say yes or no, well the, for his career move it's yes, but for the sake of the situation, it's the guy just left his team high and dry. And then went to a historic team that didn't need your help. And now you're there, and you're going to say, like, you feel so much better now being a leader because it takes all the pressure off of you. And so he's. So, that's he's, so weak, he's, dude. So, he's so happy to be in a non pressure situation because you are literally playing with now four all stars on your but team. But he still
1: wants the credit for.
3: Bang, bang! And it's it's so frustrating. And he's like, hey, guess what? I'm going to come out to Seattle and I'm going to wear a Sean Kemp jersey who's been talking shit in the thunder for the past however many years. It's like, yep. Sean Kemp and his 13 children. Like, they, Oh, my gosh. <laughs> he's,
2: he's, like,
1: he's like Drake who always like switches teams, you know?
2: Wears Kentucky one day. Uh, and
3: sports Conor oh, yeah. McGregor the next day before he gets his ass beat Yeah, by some guy named Khabib. Khabib.
1: Makes me think of kebabs.
3: Yeah. I love kebabs. Kubi de kebab, please.
1: Well, what the heck did you just say?
3: I said, Kubi kebab, please. If you're a Persian and you know what Kubi Day is, you know that's some good stuff. Mm. I wonder Kubi how many Day.
1: Persians we have listening to us that know what that means. A <laughs> lot.
3: A lot. So a couple quick fire questions. <laughs> Which team in the NBA do you all want or do not want, but do you think will underachieve this season?
1: Ooh. Houston Rockets. That's a pretty good one.
3: Okay, see Thunder on three. One, <laughs> One, <two. laughs> okay. Um Denver, I'm going Denver.
1: Okay, I'm going Washington. Oh,
3: It's because you're a hater.
1: I'm a hater.
3: You hate America's capital. <laughs> 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 oh, oh, my God. Oh, my. <laughs> um, move on. Follow that
1: one up, buddy. But realistically, who do I think will underachieve? Bang, bang. <laughs> Every time I make the airplane sounder, you guys are like,
0: Whoa, whoa,
1: whoa. Whoa. <laughs> Dude, I'm going to take your mic away. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mute yeah. you. Uh, you can't mute me. <laughs> um,
3: plug your mic. Um, plug your life support. A, t- <laughs> a Team I think we're underachieved. Portland Trailblazers.
1: They might one. not make the playoffs, man. No, 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 no. After being the third seed.
3: The Pelicans are not making the playoffs. I'm 100% sure about Where, that.
1: Are you taking the Pelicans missing the playoffs over the Trailblazers? Yes. Oh, okay.
3: Because I think C.J. McCollum Ooh, okay. and Damian Lillard will still be in PDX. Will both,
1: and, will both of those players end their season in PDX? Yes, they
3: will. Okay. Who's the second best player in, in – uh, so, okay. So, I am taking Damian Lillard.
1: You're taking Dame C.J. over – Dame
3: C.J. and Seth Curry over AD, Drew
1: Holiday, and Miritich. Okay. Oh. Is Miritich going to start at the four? Oh and they and they got yeah, I think, I think
3: I think it starts at the four, but I'm, i just totally left out a big equation out of PDX. Uh Nurkic. Nurkic. Nurkic, I think, yeah. He's, he's he pretty, gives Steven Adams problems yeah. all the time every time they play. I don't get that either. It's like Stephen Adams Kryptonite. It's really weird. Yeah. I don't, under, I don't it understand. It is very it. weird. So yeah, I'm taking I'm taking PDX as an underachiever, but they'll still make the playoffs. Okay. They're not gonna be third seed. Or well, they weren't third seed, but Who's going to overachieve?
1: Teams that will overachieve. I'm going Denver.
2: That's a really good one. I think Denver I like, will overachieve. I think I like Denver, Denver will do better
1: than we kind of expect them to. Who do you guys got? Milwaukee. That's Y'all, a good one. We're all that stuck, it, we're all stuck
3: in too. the west. We're all stuck in the Western Conference because that's where side Oklahoma City plays on. Yeah. I'm going to say. Well, no. How about this? Can I have two overachieving
1: teams? Sure. Yeah. I'm,
3: I'm gonna go final one. I
1: think Milwaukee's a good one though with with Bud coming in and coaching that team. Because
3: Cleveland is gonna fall off a cliff. They're not gonna make the playoffs. And so you got that new upper echelon of teams. You got Philly, Toronto, and you have Boston. And the next two there that I think will overachieve Indiana, who overachieved last year, they looked really good. Yep. And they've got Tyreek Evans now. And you've also got Milwaukee. I think both those teams are really good. There's I think S- the, the S- East is going to be really good, too, S- this year.
1: The, the East is going to be very competitive, I think. And Sabonis has looked really good this, this preseason. Because
3: think of the East. So you've got the Sixers, Celtics, uh, Raptors, Pacers, Bucks. True. Then you've got, you've got the you're, Wizards. You're still
1: missing out on the Wizards. You've, you've got um, Miami, who might be Miami, getting Jimmy Butler. Miami Jim you've got... And the Knicks and the Nets aren't going to be that good. And then
3: you've got that last team that gets their last spot in. Yeah. Right?
1: Orlando's not going to be good. Atlanta's not going to be good. Charlotte's literally the most uninteresting team in the NBA.
3: There's every time, the, every time Anis Kanter thinks of the, nip, he, the, the, I mean, the playoffs, his nipples get hard. Same. <laughs> yeah. TBH. So the East is actually going to be a lot more competitive this year. In, Particularly if this years. Jimmy Butler thing actually goes through. I mean it'll go through. I think it'll but go through.
2: I kind of do too. And
3: it'll, it'll be a lot it'll, more it'll interesting be,
1: then. Yeah, it'll be fun.
2: Those are my overachievers. What about you guys?
1: I already said mine's, uh, mine's Denver. What's yours?
2: Denver's a good one. Um, I think New Orleans could be a good one with AD I, I and agree. with uh, Holiday. I, think, I do think they'll make the playoffs. And I think they'll, whoever they play in the first round, I think they will, they'll give them all their money's worth. For sure.
3: That's fair. With Very AD, good. With, especially with AD playing all-time at the 5. As long as they
2: can stay healthy. And Julius Randle. If he can stay healthy and Fits well with these guys. We'll see
1: for sure.
3: So aside from OKC, okay, which teams—one in the Western Conference and one in the Eastern Conference—are you just excited to watch? Like, so like what teams that you're like okay, like they're league on, pass they're, teams they're, like, would yeah, you yeah, s- like, sign up for? What it? times like okay. league pass or if they're on TNT? Like okay, I gotta I gotta you know set my alarm for this team. What teams are you gonna watch?
1: Well, you just mentioned my Eastern Conference one. It's Indiana. Indiana is my Eastern Conference one. I like Indiana. I I, I think part of it is because they have so many old Thunder players. But watching Vic, watching – they got Doug McDermott there too now.
2: Doug McBuckets. I forgot about that. And um, Tyreek Evans.
1: Tyreek Evans. You've got um, – oh, gosh, what's their bigs name? That came from Texas. Um, I think he's from Texas. Turner. Yeah. Turner. Miles Turner. Miles Turner. You've got uh, DeMontis Sabonis. You've got the, the youngest holiday brother there now.
2: That'll be really interesting. They've, they, they've, got, a, they've got a fun rookie.
1: lineup. I'm excited to watch them play.
2: I like, I, I mentioned Boston. That's, a, that's
1: my Eastern Conference team.
2: Uh, Boston and Toronto. Are, and and I, I do like watching the Sixers. So, I mean, I, so that's you're going pretty, with three. You've got to narrow
1: them down. If you, if you can only sign up for one for League Pass, what are you taking? Boston. Okay. Call me our Eastern Conference for you. Sixers, Sixers, okay. because I
3: love Joel Embiid. He's so much. She's just so much fun to
1: watch play. But also, took so him in my draft. He's hilarious. <laughs> nice. um, my Western Conference team is. This is kind of a difficult one. Um, I'm so I'm interested in watching like some of these teams that aren't supposed to be very good and seeing how they develop. Um, one of those teams for me is Dallas. I think Dallas is going to be interesting. With they'll be fun with Dennis Smith Jr. with Doncic. Um, now, with uh, DeAndre Jordan, I'd get, the, the, Jordan I'd get the
3: league pass for Dallas just to see Luka Doncic's mom. Oh,
1: God dang. <laughs> Bet you can find she her is. on another website as well <laughs> oh, which. with that premium account. But Facebook? Yes, that premium Facebook account. Um, <laughs> I, I think I'm most excited in the Western Conference to watch Phoenix. I think Phoenix is going to have a really fun uh. team, especially if they can get a point guard in there. They can get got a point like, guard in there; they're, they're going to be fun, man. They
3: got like five wings. They don't <laughs> a
2: lot of wings. Yeah,
1: God. Yeah, they uh, the, watch Aiton, um, Trevor Ariza, Devin Booker. B Book, yeah,
2: it'll be fun. Ta- think,
1: Taylor, who's your Western Conference team that you're excited to watch?
2: Denver Nuggets. They're going to they're they're put be up a points. Solid, man. sound team they're, outside the Thunder. I don't know Thunder, if they're going to defend gonna be, well,
1: but they're going to put up points. Right.
2: Yeah, that's they're going to try and out, outgun teams. Yeah. So that's a that's. Just their their combination of players, their uh, their system there. I'm really excited to watch them this season. For That's sure. my team outside of Thunder. the Thunder in the Western Conference.
3: Come here. I'm also gonna go Dallas. Uh, I like Dennis Smith. I like Luca. I like Dirk. I like Harrison Barnes. Is this
1: our last year for Dirk? Yes.
3: Oh yeah.
2: No, I thought he, uh, didn't has, he, announce he it? announced it.
1: I think he I can't did. remember. I know I know Dwayne's announced. Right.
2: Yeah. He's gone. He's out. But I don't maybe know. he didn't officially announce it, but he kind yeah, of officially announced. Kind of kind of assumed. Yeah. Yo.
3: All right, so let's get on to some predictions. Who you guys got for the Western Conference Finals matchup and who is going to win and go to the finals?
1: Interesting. Taylor, you go first. Oh. I, went, I went first on the, on the team, <laughs> no, so you go first on this. Obviously,
2: Golden State, and then Golden State is going to be the winner of that. Um, I'm going to go ahead and stick to my guns here. I'm going to go with the Oklahoma City Thunder. Wow. I think the addition wow. of Dennis Schroeder <laughs> is very, very underrated, and I think that closing lineup that we mentioned of Schroeder, Russ, PG, um, Adams and whoever they want to play at the four, whether that's Jeremy or probably Patterson. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and stick with it, but I also want wow. to be surprised if it's Jazz. I will say I'm 100. I'm, I'm very, very. You say you wouldn't be
1: surprised if it was the Jazz. I
2: don't think it's going to be Houston.
0: Whoa, 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 I didn't whoa! Not going to be Houston. Yeah.
1: Call me. Over. What are you going with? You're the two Western Conference Finals teams. The
2: Golden
3: State Warriors pending any season-ending injuries to roughly four to five of their starting lineup.
1: Or we talked about the plane already. <laughs>
3: <laughs> don't, don't. The, <laughs> the Golden State Warriors and the Houston Rockets, they'll figure out a way to get it done. I think, I think that D'Antoni, he's got more balls than Billy Donovan. So oh, How many yeah. balls does he have? Seven, right? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I know, right? That's why he gets his extra large pants. Uh, but <laughs> how many kids does that dude got?
1: <laughs> I don't know, man. Uh, Sail around from port to port. <laughs> 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 I
2: think that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, that was good.
0: <laughs> gonna, that was good. I'm gonna quit the podcast.
3: <laughs> but I think he he's, he has. He's not afraid of his stars where I think where I think Billy Donovan was. I feel like Billy Donovan last year, especially with Paul George, he had to feel like he had to walk on thin ice. And same thing with Kevin Durant in his last season, that he had to walk on thin ice to see what he'd say to him.
1: I hope Kevin Durant walks on thin ice. <laughs> <laughs>
3: but I, so I think Billy Donovan can coach with a little more uh, just being relaxed this year. But D'Antoni, he really just doesn't care what you think. So if Melo's thinking it up, I think he has no problem pulling Melo off the floor and putting Peachy Tucker in there.
1: Yep. I'm and, with you. That's and, fair. and and that Melo wants to bitch about it. You say you're making two million dollars a year, buddy. In that, minute, thats what I'm saying. Like so, and you suck. You, you get fatty. Them, yeah. Like so get a bra.
3: What's their, <laughs> what's their lineup look like? You if they're playing, their... you got the, the the two guards. You got two guards. Who's the three? Right. Um. That is it. James Ennis. James Ennis. Yeah. Ennis Tucker and then Capella. Yeah. You think that gets it
1: done? Yeah. I don't know. This <laughs> <laughs> is or, nowhere yeah. near Trevor Ariza. Oh, how
3: about you go? And in, in this is the this is the lineup that'll probably be on the floor a lot, anyways. CP3, Harden, Gordon, then Tucker and Capella.
1: Yeah, there I think go. I think that's gonna be their closing lineup. Okay, that makes sense, man. That's a pretty and good that's lineup. Solid. That's a good lineup. That's, that's a lot, really a lot of shooting, is what that is. Yeah. So that is a lot of shooting. What's your Western's? Com- what's your Western Conference team? Um, the Golden State Warriors versus. I'm probably gonna go Houston as well. I thought about taking Lakers as a dark horse here, but. Oh. Just because LeBron is what? the GOAT. is LeBron, yeah.
3: Okay, who cares? It's the Western Conference.
1: But I'm going to go Golden State versus Houston. Obviously, Golden State advances.
3: I agree with that statement. I think that the Rockets sacrificed a lot on defense this year just to get That's where Carmelo I'm
1: Anthony. Yep. Yeah. Sacrificed depth. It's... I can't believe they let Ariza walk, man. So dumb. Yeah, that's a really poor decision. Weird. Really poor decision. And Ariza,
3: unlike CP3, unlike Harden, unlike Capella, unlike P.J. Tucker, Ariza's won a title. So wouldn't you think you would want somebody on that team that has experience in doing that? Yep. Exactly. Makes no sense to me, but whatever. Exactly. What about the Eastern Conference matchup? You have several teams here that can make it. Like there are several yep. teams that can
1: make True. it here. My Eastern Conference finals is going to be the Boston Celtics and the Toronto Raptors.
2: Ooh. That's where I'm at. I'm going with the kind So, of, I guess so the b- obvious, before before we
1: name our, our winners of the of this conference, let's go ahead and just say the matchup first. So I've got Boston, Toronto. Taylor, what do you got? Same. Okay. Come here.
3: Boston Sixers.
2: Wow. There you go. Okay. That's a good one.
1: Um I am going with Toronto to the finals. Oh, see, I'm going with Boston. I'm
2: okay. still sticking with Boston. Boston,
3: because of the depth. They have so, yep. so, so, yep. so much depth. Because you've got what? Starting, you have so many guys off the bench. you got Scary Terry. You're going to have Jason Brown. You're going to have one of the Morris twins probably in there somewhere. It, it, it's too much. It's yeah, too much. It's, they it's have, a lot they, of depth. They essentially have two starting lineups there.
1: Yeah, I agree. Um, Heck, they're, they're, they're going to be really crazy. good.
3: They're twos,
2: they're twos plus Al Horford. Made it, almost made it to the NBA Finals last year. Yeah. That's what I was yeah. going to say. That those younger guys have experience now. You I'm know?
1: I'm really excited for a lineup in um, in Toronto of Lowry, and then uh, Kawhi. Uh, yeah, you could put Kawhi at the two. Lowry Green, maybe Lowry Green. No, Lowry C.J. Miles, Kawhi, O.G. Ananobi, Pascal Siakam. That's that's no that's, surge. that's a, Talk about versatility. That, that's a surge. That's just a freaky versatile lineup. Serge is getting old, man. Yeah.
3: Well, so are you. So
1: <laughs> <laughs> aren't we all? Yep.
3: Who's the winner of this Easter conference matchup?
1: I already said my, mine's Toronto. And you guys went with Boston, yeah? Yep. yep. So then the finals uh, Golden State versus Boston. B- Boston or Golden State versus Toronto. It's Golden State. Yep. Boston. Ooh, hold on. Hold on.
0: <sighs> <sighs> I'm sweating. You tell me that motherfucker. Okay,
1: your line, That's a hot take.
3: Horford going to match up very well with
1: Boogie, and he's, he's big enough. Hopefully, Boogie's had his leg amputated by then. <laughs> yeah.
3: He's big enough to handle Boogie. You've got, who's going to start at the four? Full. Morris, Boston. Jason Tatum. Boston is going to be Morris or going to
1: be Tatum? That, That's a good point. Is Tatum big enough to play the four? Yeah, he's pretty tall. Six I mean, tall, you, but he's not Yeah, thick. he's not thick. He's not st- I mean, right, if you so, start th- Tatum so, at the four, he's guarding like Blake Griffin.
3: All right, then let's, say, let's say Morris, all right? So then you got Morris at the four. He doesn't have to
1: close, though. I mean, you close with those wings. Right. You close with, with Brown, Hayward, Tatum.
3: So you got, you got, you got Morris at the four, and he, I feel confident in his abilities to guard Draymond Green. I mean, really, what do you? there's not a lot of what you're guarding. You're not really guarding Draymond Green as much as you are just cutting off his passing lanes. Yep. And... I don't think Draymond Green, Draymond Green, him on Marcus Morris. Okay, cool. You're on Marcus Morris. They have several other playmakers on that team. At the three, who are they going to start at the three? Boston. Tatum. Hey, Tatum. I think I think Tatum starts. You think at Hayward's the three.
1: two? Yeah, I think Hayward will be. The, uh, they're basically interchangeable. So True.
3: You got Tatum. You got Tatum at the three. And is he going to check
1: KD? No, no one's going to check KD. But I mean, I mean, yeah, he's going to. That's going to be his man. Is he going to shut him down? Or he's not going to shut him down. to no. shut right. KD down right. unless
3: you're apparently in game sixes and game sevens. Yeah, but so nobody's going to shut Kevin Durant down. But the, the two is going to be Hayward still, versus he's still, Clay. He's still going to score. Tatum's still going to score. Yeah, because he's he's an elite talent. You have the you have Clay Thompson versus, versus Gordon, Gordon Hayward. Hayward. Both can get buckets. And then Steph Steph versus Kyrie. And Steph versus Kyrie, which you give advantage to Kyrie twenty four seven right there. What about the bench?
1: I get what you're saying that the, the Boston's going to be deeper, but I mean,
2: come playoffs, you're playing the same. Go- seven Golden guys State's right? going to play seven
1: right. guys in the finals, right?
2: Right. Okay. So Boston's going to play like nine
3: to ten. So then, because you got on the bench, Sean Livingston, is he going to check scary Terry? That's yeah, that's a good point. I don't. I don't think either one of those guys can guard the other one. Yeah, who is? I mean, even
1: even if Boston plays ten guys though in the finals, like you're still guarding Steph and Clay Clay and KD and Boogie. You know, like
3: I still think you can throw a variety of lineups out there. You can like, Golden State's going to want to go fast. Okay, well you're Boston. We got five freaking wings. They're all pretty good. Yeah, we can go fast
1: too. I, I mean, I think Boston will be able to put up a fight. But, like, if you made me, like, make a bet today, I would stay Golden State in five.
3: Brad Stevens is a better coach than Steve Kerr.
1: Oh, I agree. Steve Kerr's just got crazy talent. Yep. Crazy talent. I mean. Literally, they got boogie. Crazy talent. They've got five all-stars on the team.
3: And you know what? They're going to lose
1: to the Celtics in the
3: finals. (laughs) All righty.
1: All right.
3: Who's going to be the MVP of this season?
1: Um, We'll burn through this one quick. I am going minor dark horse Anthony Davis as my MVP. I had Anthony Davis.
2: It's his turn. Okay. It was James Harden's turn last season. It's AD's this season. Here you go. Bye. Since, since the
3: Pelicans are not going to make the final enough uh, final, since the Pelicans aren't going to make the playoffs, it's not going to be Anthony Davis. Uh, Who is a good candidate? Who is Giannis is a good is candidate. A good candidate. Giannis yeah. is not a good candidate. LeBron's a good candidate. LeBron's not a good candidate. James Harden.
1: Harden's a good candidate for a repeat. I guarantee. I got you.
3: The MVP of this year is going to be Kawhi Leonard.
1: Hey, that's a pretty Uh, good one.
3: Because he doesn't have anybody else in the East that can at all match his talent. There's no LeBron there. There's no anybody there. He's the best player in the East. There's no comparison to him. Kawhi Leonard's going to win MVP. All righty. What about defensive player of the year? Who
1: won defensive player of the year last year? Was it Draymond? Or no, was it wasn't go, Wasn't
3: it Gobert, even
2: though he missed? Oh, it was several? Gobert. It was Gobert. It was Gobert. Missed um, games, I'm, I'm, going,
1: I'm going Kawhi, Defensive Player of the Year. I think he's going to be the best defender on maybe the league's number one I defense. Was say, yeah,
2: if Kawhi's healthy, I'll go with Kawhi. If not, that's tough. If not, I'm Man. going I'm going Giannis. Okay, yeah.
3: It's going to be Joel Embiid. I, I was thinking that's a, Embiid. That's
1: a, that's a good answer. I didn't even think yeah. of that. I not even think yeah. of
3: that. I know you didn't think of it. That's why I said it.
1: Ooh.
2: What about most improved... Player, I already said it. Brandon Ingram. I think Brandon Ingram is an interesting with, uh, one, playing with LeBron. Um,
1: second year guys always get a lot of love on this. Um, this is a difficult one, man. I'm going to say OG Ananobi. Ooh, I like that. Why? Because I think he's going to get better.
3: <laughs> Dennis Smith Jr.
1: That's a good oh, that's one. A I think. I one. think De'Aaron Fox, also D'Arian a possibility. Fox. True. Also a possibility. I don't like his haircut.
3: What about rookie of the
1: year? Rookie of the year. Let me look up the rookies real quick because I don't wow. remember a lot of them.
2: <laughs> wow, really I'm cool. going Doncic. Don,
1: Don Doncic, Luka, Luka Doncic.
2: <laughs> I like him. I think he'll put up some big numbers. Come here, uh, who you uh, going with? I like him.
3: Rookie of the year. Mm. I'm gonna go since there's literally nobody else to take that many shots. Mm, Marvin Bagley.
1: Okay, I thought you might go with Bagley. I, I was going to say Bagley or Sexton, so I'll go with Sexton. I think on a bad Cavs team, he'll, he'll get a lot of opportunities.
3: All right. Everybody's favorite person off the bench, sixth man of the year, who's going to win it. Ooh.
1: I think there's a legitimate chance that it's Dennis Schroeder.
3: Yep. You mean it's not gonna be sweet Lou for the eighth year in a row? Dennis the Menace.
1: Is Lou still in in Los Angeles? Clippers, yeah.
3: yeah. He's a clip.
1: I'm I'm going Dennis Schroeder.
2: Me too. Man, that's good. Um,
3: that's really good. Is Tyreek gonna start for the Pacers?
1: I do not believe so.
3: Tyreek Evans.
1: I like it. I like it. Okay, any uh any parting thoughts before we get out of here?
3: Yeah, uh Jacob has to actually call Jim Traber oh, on gosh. Monday, and he has to invite him or ask him. I'm why. not, <laughs> not inviting him anywhere, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't start saying that. He might invite him. Who knows? No, no. But Jacob actually has to own up on his bet because Memphis did not trade Mike Conley, nor did they trade Mark Gasol, and it doesn't appear that way either. So he has to call them, and it appears he's going to be calling them tomorrow around 4 p.m., and ask him uh, why he wasn't at the clan rally this past weekend it
1: should be exciting we'll uh we'll record it and we will uh we'll drop <laughs> it on twitter for you guys
3: just listen for gary from new Walla.
1: Is, is that the name i'm going with yeah hey jim this is gary <laughs> first time long time i love to get him some Johnny chakra brother oh, yeah, i love me some johnny's <laughs> now uh i just want to know what you think about mike stoops uh well, back when I was playing at OSU,
3: we had this one coach. He didn't know what he was doing, but I knew what he was doing. And, uh, you know, I think I he think should be
1: fired, quite honestly. Well, you know what? I'll, uh, I'll tell you who really knows how to tackle, and those are the guys at the meeting this past weekend, but you weren't there, Jim.
3: Oh, what, uh, what kind of meeting? Are they teach tackling drills?
1: Yeah, it was, it was a clan meeting. First, you, you catch the cross on fire, then you tackle it. <laughs> Just be on the lookout for this. It's going to be pretty good. Um, anything else besides that?
3: Um, no, not really. I mean, if you are doing a fantasy draft again, draft Russell Westbrook first or you are a hater.
1: There we go. All right. Well, hey, we really appreciate you guys for sticking around and listening to us throughout the summer. We know it's been a long summer without basketball, but... Hoops is finally here. This is going to be our first full season as a podcast. We didn't, we didn't get started until right around the playoffs last year. So first full season as a podcast. And we're super excited to bring you guys content all year long. So make sure you subscribe to us wherever you listen to your podcast. So you don't miss out. We're on iTunes. We're on SoundCloud. We're on Google Play. We're on Stitcher. So wherever you listen to your podcast, just subscribe. Um, if you like the podcast, leave us uh, ratings, reviews. That would be incredible. That helps a us out a lot. Five star rating. Five please. stars would be awesome. You can also find articles and other cool things on our website at theuncontestedsports.com. And follow us on Twitter at the underscore uncontested. Uh, Just a quick reminder, we'll be back next Sunday with our OKC Thunder season preview breakdown. So be on the look for that. When that drops, we will be two days away from the regular season. It is almost here. So, hey, thank you guys so much for listening. We appreciate you guys. And Thunder Up.
3: Thunder
2: Thunder up. Up. Thunder Up.
0: Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in a new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series now streaming on Showtime.
2: This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines.